So this is Nikki, and you are listening to the How Do We Magical podcast, and we are here today with a brand new How Do We Magical um, season two, where we talk to different practitioners from throughout the diaspora about their positions and their perspectives and their respective um, paths. And this week we have a very special guest. We are talking with Kika from Negra with Tumbao. And Yes, yes, yes. She's also a contributor for Blavity. She's a contributor for Black Stew News, Black Stew After Dark, as well as her website, negrawithtumbao.com. And I found her many, many, many moons ago on the internet, and I loved her blog, and I'm very happy to be speaking with her today. And she hails from Detroit, am I right? Yes. Yes, yes. West <laughs> Which I find to be absolutely fascinating. I love Black people, so I'm always... I'm always interested in black people in different places. You know, I'm from New York, so I'm just like, I don't know. The first time we talked, I was like, oh my gosh, she sounds like such a city girl. I love it. Like, yes, a funny city girl to my heart. Exactly. Like real. Like, oh my god, it was so it was so heartwarming. Um, and and you're black, and you're and you're yes. Christian, right? Yes. You're, so you're like you're like a true Afro Latina. Like we know that yes. this Afro Latino shit is. You know, very buzzwordy right now. I'm black. I'm, black. It's it's very buzzwordy. I'm like, listen, there's a lot of people claiming to be black now that was not trying to be black a couple of years ago. I don't know. Nah. I don't know. I don't know what what they're giving out with blackness these days to make people feel like everybody got to be black. Opportunities. <laughs> right. Opportunities that we can get. But if you if you white and say you black, honey, you get everything. Uh, I mean, apparently, apparently, that seems to be the new game. I'm very. We gonna talk about that because this is this is a very interesting um, conversation today. So, uh, would you like yeah. to uh, explain to the people at home um, in terms of um, like religiously and spiritually, like what is your involvement with Lukumi? Um. Well, in Lukumi, I'm initiated to Yimaya, so I'm a Yimaya priestess. Okay. Um, and I'm, I just had my second birthday, August 29th. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. I'm a baby. Yes, you are. Oh, so I've, been, I've newly initiated, but I've been in a tradition pretty much my whole life. My, my family is like Santeros and, well, well, the proper phrase, Olorisa. So I grew up in a religion, but I finally, finally made the jump. Okay, now what was that like growing up in a religion? Because you grew up in Detroit, but yeah. You, so is it your Cuban family that was in the religion like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So so, so what, I, was that, what was that like? So I actually grew up in a Muslim. I grew up Muslim. Okay. And so my mom, when she married my dad, she never converted, and um, it was through her family, you know, and my mom, you know, I learned the religion. And I decided when I was 14 and I didn't want to be Muslim anymore. Oh, how, oh my gosh. I, so this is, this has been a, a recurring um, thread with talking with other practitioners about how you can be like you five and, and, and Luke means to a certain extent allows a lot of room for people to explore different faiths. As long as you keep your commitments to Ifa and Luku and, and, and Narisha, like, so this is a, this is interesting that you were raised Muslim and that you on your own volition came to say you know with myself. Um, did you find anything from your from your Islamic upbringing like translated into your practice with Arisha? So although Muslims will not say this, um, 
uh, there's a lot of mysticism in Islam. The jinn is like is that's a part of that spiritual court. People don't talk about it. People, you know, they say, "Oh, you serve Allah, and that's it." And I mean, if you look, if you read the history on Islam, how it came to be, it was polytheistic in the beginning. Muslims will never tell you that, though. Um, so for me, it was just—I mean, even even the fact that Allah has three daughters that they never really talk about in Islam. Oh. Yeah, so and they would be I hate the I hate to use uh equivalent because it's not really equivalents across the pantheon, but um they would be the equivalents to Yamaya Oshunin or Ya if you had to break them down. Wow, okay, I had no I never I never knew that. Yeah, so um Allah's three daughters um, Alat, Alutra, and Manat are his three daughters. Okay. And so if you're telling me that there's one God, right? And it's a monotheistic religion. Um, Muhammad made a pact with Allah to only serve him. And you should submit to only one God. And he has three daughters. How do you, and they're born from a God. How can they not be deities? I mean, that's the logic that I will follow. That's the logic, right? Right. So, um, for me, I, it wasn't that I didn't feel like I didn't get anything from it. I mean, Islam teaches discipline, absolutely. Um, but it's just, and there's there's an ancestral aspect to Islam too. When when your family dies, there's you do the water, you do light, and you do a photo. So across these different lands, the practices are kind of the same. So I didn't, I don't have a beef with Islam. I don't have a beef with Christianity. I don't have a beef with anybody's faith. But I, I, I know that there's something bigger than what's being said to us. And I find that in Lukumi, in African traditional religions, because I'm initiated into more than one. But I find that that freedom and that, that thing that I need to know that I'm connected to something bigger than than this world. I I agree, and I and I and I I, I share the same sentiment. Like when it comes to Christianity, because I was raised like my grandmother was very Christian. I was raised in a Christian house, but I also feel like I was around that age, like 13, 14, when I was like, "This is not doing enough." Like it was just that it was that feeling of like, I don't have no problem coming here with y'all. So I don't got no problem with y'all. But I'm not <laughs> feeling like I'm getting, I don't feel like this. I feel like there's more that you're not telling me, you know? Yeah. For me, I feel that Abrahamic religions don't um, put enough emphasis on the, uh, and, and teaching on the feminine aspect of divinity. Absolutely. It's very man, 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 man. And I'm like, okay, so who made all these people? And why are we acting like <laughs> women are not important? And it's like, that's in this I'm, I don't have the story, you know. So I like, like I just told me, I never knew that Allah had three daughters. Now I'm like, that changes things. That makes things, you know, that spices things up a little bit. Because who, who are they? Who's ascended from them? What is that? What kind of energy would they have? Like, like I wouldn't consider them to be human if they're exactly, exactly. You know, like 
they're tied to the elements in nature mm. the water the celestial plane the earth so you telling me we honor this this being in the sky but what about the rest of, what about the rest of the planet like there's the earth there's water there's there are the elements like rocks and and land so what about those elements cuz they have importance yeah yeah you know and i feel like to just say everything's god it's very it's very limiting you know like yes i do believe that everything is is a god everything has has a spirit its own personal essence but the acknowledgement of those individual essences is what i find that you know african diasporic traditions are very specific about those things they be like listen the the salt water and the river water ain't the same kind of spirit it's two different spirits <laughs> you know yes. the the mountain side and the and the crossroads is different it's different like and just acknowledging the, the 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 different frequencies that are there in, in that very specific way and saying that okay to honor this energy we do this 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 and this and that's very specific it's literally like somebody knowing your name and calling your name on the street rather than just saying hey you you know like who are you talking exactly. to I don't know who I don't know who you is nobody name me you and then you just keep on going about your business like I wouldn't respond to somebody just yelling at me randomly on the street, throwing a piece of fruit at me. <laughs> like, hey, you. Hit me right. Hey, I'm like, oh, yo, yo. Right. Nah, they're not doing it. But say, hey, how you putting it? I know you like this and the other. Oh, I might be more inclined to talk to you. <laughs> there's um, there's also an aspect in Lukumi that I think comes from Abrahamic religions where we say Lukumi is monotheistic. And I don't necessarily believe that. Even, you know, initiated priests will say, oh, it's a monotheistic re- religion, and I don't believe that. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah, like, you, Yemaya is not a, a, a demigod, a demigoddess. Uh, Oshuna's not a demigoddess. They all, like, they say they're, they're emissaries of a supreme being, and I believe, I, be- I believe every deity has a role in the way the world is made. And then how they play into the lives of people. So you'll find that people will say it's a monotheistic religion. I'm telling you, I don't think it is. I'm not arguing about it. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. But I, I, I gotta give them their, their props. And it's, it's, it's not fair to say that they are God's helpers when they're God's themselves. So I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are still coming to terms with like how colonization really affected the way they view things in their life because I feel like it's people just like it's just it's just very easy to be like no we all we, we it's one God it's, it's all one God you know just to be like no we're not one of those people we don't do that we're not praying to different idols and all that but it's like but we are acknowledging different energies and we you know we can't diminish like you just said we can't diminish the Arisha uh, the 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 Mbungo or the Lawa to just be like they are uh, you know a helper you know it's like eh, they have their own dominions and they have their own way of doing things it's like they are their own little world as well like I can't um you know I don't know even when we think about the different ways that we call on what's what's our one God right you have Olodumare you have Olofin you have Olorun Right, it's like okay, so we acknowledge in all of these different places the, the the timing of God. Like, come on, y'all, we 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 splitting hairs here. 
Okay. Yeah. We can't sit up here and say there's one when we have so many different ways and, and, and communication methods and all this stuff. Like there's clearly more than one. And that's okay. Like that's not a you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of us still have that mindset where it's like, oh no, I don't I don't do that. You know, I I, I believe in God. Nobody say you don't believe in God, you know, there's just there's more than one, you know. Um one thing that always so that so 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 growing up Muslim you know you have your foundations in islam you have that link to because you know because your father was practicing but then you somehow managed to come to your own terms and say you know what i want to i want to embrace this other side um did you go to cuba to study was that something that was was available to you in detroit like i'm not sure what the orisha community is like in the midwest um i know that i know that detroit is trash but I mean, I just don't know. Like, I, I know from I know New York is a is a hub. I know Miami is a hub. I know there's some people in Atlanta. I I don't know much about how it goes down in Detroit. So like, did you have to go back and forth a lot to um to different places or like um was is is it like that your mom has her folks and you came into find own. So I mean, they're my family. So it's just I saw it. Okay. Like, my my aunts have respectively, my aunts and uncles respectively probably have three years, three hundred years of wow. ocean between wow. them. So it's not, it wasn't like a transition where oh I had to go, I had to go look and Google search and you know I could just ask a question. And this it it was a thing of you see it and then when you're in it you understand what it is. So it wasn't for me. I was fortunate that I didn't have, you know, to go to go searching for answers from different people. I had it right in my backyard. So I was fortunate in that respect. Okay. Okay. It's um yeah, that is something that a lot of people have a hard time with, you know, like finding the right people, you know. Um, because we like, I mean, we could I guess we could talk about like some of the the foolery, the fuckery. Some of the foolery, some of the bullshit that yes. people, you know, are experiencing out here. But I think, you know, it, it's it's a lot to process for people that aren't and, you know, don't have any inside connection to what's going on. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what is, like, I don't know. I mean, you, between the Bible Louds and the, and the DMs and these funny, you know, people making these pages and, 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 and these YouTube channels of, of all kinds of nonsense, it's like, how do you stop, you know, uh, this flow of misinformation? But Betty, how do people know what is like a, a like a reputable source? Like, how do they know? I, 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 this, I, I know certain things, but I'm I'm not initiated. So there's like I have elders. Thank God to be like, hey, leave that alone, or um, <laughs> you know, be like, hey, I don't yeah, like girl, don't fuck with that. Don't fuck with that, you know, or to be like, yeah, this is this is good, but they're missing this, this, that, and the other. Um, well, honestly, now that we're in the age of social media, there's a lot more information. This this faith was very closed. It still is closed to a certain degree. But um, now you have access to groups. And there are a lot of groups that give really good information. I'm a part of some of these groups. Um, but there are some groups that give you bullshit. And it's okay to ask questions. It's not okay to pay money for free information. Mm. 
So now, and I say this because you know I've been I've I've been behind the scenes watching for a really really long time. Before you know, priests didn't really talk about what you what you could do with your ancestors or you know that which is the first start. Like that's the first step in all in every African traditional religion is your ancestors. They never talked about those things unless you were a part of their houses. And now I believe that priests are more open to discussing that. But with that comes the hustle. Like you mm. see Facebook, everybody and their mama offering a class of Arisha 101. Like, why are you charging people for free shit? Hmm. I'm telling you as a priestess, I'm not going to charge you shit to to know about the steps of initiation or you know the hierarchy uh, in the religion like that's free shit that you learn once you become a part of a house now if you aren't connected to a house or you live in an area where you don't have access to that you shouldn't be penalized for that so honestly Right now, the best thing, and I'll give some of those groups, the best group to be in on Facebook for Arisha worship, mm-hmm. uh, the Women's Only Arisha group. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they have documents. Documents of information that we couldn't pay to get on what you need to do. And also, I want to talk about, <clears throat> if we can, this whole thing that everybody and their mama feel like they got to jump to initiation. I know it seems like everybody and their mama get initiated because this, for a lot of people, it's a business and a cash cow. But really, most people don't have to be initiated. If we keeping it 100. Mm, let's keep it 100. Most people don't have to be initiated. And as a person who was initiated, I got my Bahala done in 1998 in California. It took me 20 years to crown. So you coming in thinking, oh, I want to learn about Arisha Lee. I want to get initiated. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, the fuck? Because you you feel like it's going to give you something. No, that's not. We don't. We're not here for Arisha to serve us. We serve them. And through our service, we receive. And it's only two reasons why, why you'll ever be initiated into this faith. One is to save your life. And typically those people are closed in Ocha. They can't initiate people. It's literally the Ocha is only for them. It literally saves their lives. The second reason is if you have to have a place in the religion, if to work in the religion, to um, bring knowledge of the Orisha to people. Those are only two reasons. So... Sorry to this man, but more than likely, if you come into the faith, you don't have to be initiated. And if you get with a godparent that, you know, out the gate is like, oh, they talking initiations to you, you that's a red flag. And I would piece them the fuck out. Yeah, but I think you I think you touched on a good point. It's like, you know, people think that you think that is. I mean, whether that's, you know, means whether they feel like there's more respect, some type of recognition. It's, I think they oh, okay. they look at it as a sense of having a, some sort of power, like it's a magical power that you could turn on and fuck people up with. Like, I mean, to 
we keeping it a buck. Arisha will fuck you up. But it's not to gain material things. It's not to have a material position. Because you're, you're when a lot, uh, which is why a lot of people, it seems like now the ultra, the ultra world is crazy because people who are initiated who should have never been initiated. And your ultra only amplifies your character. Talk about so it. If you were a shady motherfucker before you got initiated, you're gonna be a shady motherfucker times infinity afterwards. You're gonna be I'm serious, like you have to be you have to be of a certain character. Iwapele is important, it means good character. And you have to have good character in order to be in your face. And it's a lot of people with Ocha who don't have good character. And, and you know, that's the crazy part is because um, there's one of my little homegirls. I love her. She's so sweet. But like, we were talking about different, you know, like different uh, people that she knows of that are initiated into different practices. And she was like, oh, I thought that you had to be a good person to be initiated. I was like, who told you that? Like, you, if you, if, if you got the money, somebody will do it for you. That's, this is not about, you know, good and bad. You know, it's like, it is or it isn't, you know? So there are some people who they have, they know the right things. And it's like, we're talking about technologies essentially, right? It's like, there are some people who they know the proper ways to set up a ceremony. They know the right things to do ritualistic. You know, they know the things that does not make them a good person. They just know yes. something, you know, um, and that, that information in the wrong hand yes. is dangerous. You know, that could be dangerous. There are a lot of people who I feel, I'm like, damn, I don't know if you should be tinkering around with stuff like this. You, you are unstable. You know, like, you <laughs> you are unstable. You are unwell. Yes. This is not, you know, the way that you should be using your IJ to, like, do anything other than fortify your situation. Like how you said, there are some people that get it because they need to be, you know, they, their life needs to be saved. They were sick. They were dangerously ill. Ocha's going to save their life. I wonder how many of those people, you know, went against their own Ita and, and started initiating children. You know, taking I'm, on God's there are children. Cases of that. So, on the, on the frame of Ita, right? So, unlike Christianity, unlike Islam, like, when you get your Ita Male, that is literally how you are to live your life for the rest of your days that you are on earth. And if you live according to your Ita, you will live the best life you can possibly have. That doesn't mean you're going to be rich. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be prominent, a prominent figure, like famous. It doesn't mean those things. It just means that they're going to give you the tools to live your best life. And when you go through something it won't be long lasting because life everybody goes through something so it's not to say you're going to have a perfect life where you won't have obstacles that you have to get over but if you listen to your ita you live by it your life will work out pretty smoothly in the grand scheme of things okay and it's not like it's not free will like your ita that's the rule book follow it you good if you don't you fuck <laughs> and that's what I that's what I love about about this is that you know the the, the specific the specificity of the information that you receive is like oh it's just for you you know like that nobody can't look in one book and make a, a whole just out of people like no 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 
this is just for you. Yeah. Okay? So, like you said, follow it if you know if you know what's good for you. You will do the things that you're supposed to do. And if you don't, then you can't say nobody and tell you that this was gonna be the thing that's gonna fuck your situation up. <laughs> and, and I like that. Nobody didn't tell you. Can't say nobody didn't tell you. I love that because we've all had those those uh those those moments where it's like when you did something that you were told not to do and it backfires and you're like, well. I can't be mad at nobody right now. Like I could be mad. I could, but I really don't have a leg to stand on right now. I was told not to do such and such, and I did it anyway. And the whole shit is blown up, and I'm gonna have to hold this. I have to take this L. Yes, I'm gonna hold this L. I'm gonna have to hold this L. And and I don't know. I feel like you know you 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 have to go through at least you have to go through that at least once to fully respect the power of what you're dealing with. Otherwise, a lot of people would just be like. Yeah, you know, they they say I can't do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. okay. So <laughs> so <laughs> okay. my thoughts not really I mean, well, it's it's a lot. My thoughts a lot, but half of the stuff that's in it, like so like for example, the taboos that I have of things that I can't can no longer do. Mm-hmm. So one of my taboos is I can't have a firearm anymore. Wow. Yeah, I own the gun. I'm nice with it. I believe that I should have a firearm. Am I going to go buy a firearm now that I got Ocha after they told me I couldn't? No. But also some things have happened in my life where if I would have had a gun, I would be in jail. Well, so because I'm I mean, I'm not saying I'm gully in these streets. I, I ain't even trying to hold that, but. I have a temper and some things I'm I'm not a person who has fear. And when it comes to protecting the people I love, it it's whatever for me. So Arisha's know me. So they like, nah, we don't nah, sit your ass down, walk, don't argue, walk away. Mm. And walking away is something hard for me. I mean, I've been doing it these past two years, and let me tell you, honey, let me tell you. Okay, um, the the peace that I have, blocking people, I would never block people. I will get the last word on everything, and I clown you from your mama to your grandmama. Now I'll block your ass and go to sleep. Peace. I got peace. Peace. That is a level of peace that a lot of people don't peace. know. Peace. I'm like, okay, so that's what y'all was talking about. Okay, I got it. Got it. So things like um, another one of my um, taboos I can't cry okay so when you're dealing with grief like I lost my dad three and a half years ago probably the most devastating loss of my life um, it, no I'm lying it is the most devastating loss of my life um, and you can't cry and you suffer from depression what the fuck? So how do you, how do you, well, without, you don't have to tell everybody all your business, but like, what is, what is something that you have done to kind of, because I'm, I'm emotional as hell. I'm a crier. So I'm a crier. That's I'm a crier. I'm a crier. So I, when I cry, I laugh. I smile. Okay. So they won't be offended and take it like I'm not grateful for what they've given me. Yeah. And it's not easy to do all the time. Well, I mean, I, I think that 
you know, when we talk about Iwap LA and building good character, like good character is a lifetime journey, you know, like, okay. like it really is. It's not something that we're going to be able to just get, you know, and just be like, oh, I got this thing and I'm, I'm good. It's like, you're going to constantly be tested and, and, um, and yeah, just tested. They want to, they want the challenge to, to push beyond what you feel is good. You know, they're like, yeah, you good. You could be better. And, um, that is one thing that I also appreciate about these traditions is that when we talk about, I think that a lot of people get caught up in all of the mysticism and the, you know, the magic of things. Like, oh my gosh, ooh, you know, you talk with spirits, ooh. And it's like, yeah, 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 but we're doing it for a purpose. We're not just, we're not just doing it just to do it. It's like you, you're getting your readings and divination so that way you can make sure you're staying on the right track for your destiny. So you can do the things you said you was gonna do before you got here. Like that is the point. So, I think that when we see, you know, the, how the community is, you know, in this transformation right now, because it is something that people, I, I, I went to school in Spanish Harlem my whole life. So I grew up around Santeria. Like, like we don't talk about like what, what is called New York and Santeria, right? And that's, that's from the Bronx. That's from East Harlem. It's like, that was, that was something that was brought by Puerto Ricans and they kept it going. And that was something that I was raised around and never felt uncomfortable around um, going to Botanica since I was like three, four years old, like tiny, you know, my mom, she's in her readings. I'm there playing with the plants. Like it's a whole thing, but the, the, the transformation of it to be something that's a little bit more public now, you know, you're going to yeah. have this like influx of just a mix of different kinds of people, energies and stuff. I don't feel that that means that, that, that the tradition is going to get watered down. I mean, I feel like it is dangerous to get involved with people that don't know what they're doing. Like that shit, that's, that's, that's scary to me. You know, like the thought of being mixed up with the wrong people in this is like, oh gosh, that's how you lose your life. You will literally yeah. lose your mind. You will go crazy. You will, like, it's not, it's not a, a, a game, but at the same time, it's like, if you are, if you really want, you know, if you really feel like certain things are for you and if they are for you, there will be a way, you know, a way will be made. And um, it might not be the most easy, pleasant experience all the time, but if you really believe it, you know, uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, listen, Yamaya saved my life, okay? Somebody was trying to kill me. Somebody was trying to kill me, okay? She was like, nah, nah, <laughs> this is, we not. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, this is as, as an Aleo, I get a reading and they're like, someone's trying to, like, excuse me? And, it's, it was it was it was hard, you know, like getting that message was hard, but like understanding it gave me an understanding of how maybe a, a very small understanding, because I do not claim to understand the inner workings of, you know, God. But it gave me a small inkling of how I was perceived in this whole thing. That like, okay, as a non-initiate, this this entity is stepping up to help me and save my life. Why? Like, what did I do to deserve that? You know? That makes you it's very humbling. Because yeah. I could have went, I could have left that reading, and they gave me a whole album, everything to do, and I could have been like, eh, whatever, that's whatever." And God knows what could have happened if I didn't make Ebo and do the things that they, they told me to do and make adjustments in my character. Because sometimes too, the Ebo, there's a lot of Ebos where they'll tell you, like the Ebo is, you got to change this, this, that, the third. It's not just the offering. You have to make a, a, a significant change. You have to sacrifice something. You got to give something up. You know, yeah. so. To, to make that elbow and for things to turn around, not all at one time, right? This was years ago that that, that happened. But like, when you look at the, your life in a, in, a, in a broad timeline, 
and you'll see how subtle changes, you know, and subtle pieces of information or make big alterations in your in your life path and in your work. You know, that's very humbling to be like, oh shit. Like, so like you said, it took you 20 years to make it to the Ochi room. Like, but that's 20 years of, of growth and lessons and, you know, and just things, new discoveries about yourself and about your relationship with, with spirit. Like, that's great. Um, yeah. And and I'm sure that that made you appreciate your crowning even more, you know, to be like, I waited all this time and now I'm here finally receiving, you know, going, fulfilling my end of the deal for something yeah, that I, I already knew that I had to do. Honey, I was a crying mess. <laughs> I was a crying mess. And so like, and then we take for granted the the things that we learned through our year in white, our yawaraje, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I was I was alone during my yawaraje, um, but what I kept forward or what I kept present rather in my mind was I have Arisha. Mm. I don't need nobody else. Like if my godparents never check on me, if my family never calls, I don't need nothing else. And I'm close to my family when I say this, so. Yeah, don't think I'm beefed out with my family. Like, I'm hella close to my family. Um, but I had everything I needed. I, my dad passed in January 2017, and I hadn't slept in two years. Wow. When I made Ocha, baby, baby, I slept. And I slept, slept. Like, I woke up at the crack of dawn every day, just like, good morning. It was like, I talk about it in a blog post, a piece that passes understanding. Like, it's a piece that you can never, ever know until you have it. Like, you, I could describe it and it sounds amazing, but feeling that shit is like, wow. And there's never been a time, even before I had Ocha, where I needed something and it wasn't there, like in real time. That's the, I think we take that for granted in this faith too. Like, it's not like Christianity or it's like when you're like, oh, you pray, you, you just gotta pray, you gotta pray, you gotta pray, you gotta pray. And if God wants you to have it, nah, like son, if most people don't know this, but I was laid off from my job in January. Okay. Um, laid off like I go from six figures to like oh shit I'm laid off and it is September and I ain't never missed a beat they opened the world up to me and you just have to be unafraid and just trust so also in this there's faith and you have to have blind faith not that hold on to the rope and I'm going to just stick my foot in the water to see if it's too cold. You just got to jump. And I jump. And I believe everything that comes to me comes through my ego and Arisha. Everything that I have, they make sure that I'm okay. That's literally how it is. You know, when you have that thought of like, I'm not alone. You know, I'm, I'm this, we got this covered. We got this covered, you know, and. I know that y'all have given me something to work with and I'm going to work that. Y'all said it's going to work. So I'm going to believe that it's going to work. And I'm not going to, you know, 
try and figure out how it's going to work before it's, it's happening. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. Listen, I'm going to do my part. And then everything yes. is going to be, that's a, that's not the same as just pray and it'll get better. It's like, nah, it's like, there's, it's, it's that, it's that directness of like, y'all said that these things are the, my blessings. You know, you told me that these are my gifts and that if I use them, that I will get, I will be okay. You know, so to just even know about, you know, your, what your gifts are and what you, what you are actually really, really here to that's that also perspective about what you think you should be doing and what you think is going to bring you money but it's like they told you that this is the way to make a dollar you know this is the way to put food on the table why would you know better you know yeah so um i think that's also something that people have to understand when they come into these traditions is that like like you said there's no free will it's not about what you want it's about are you committed to doing what is expected of you and what's being asked of you Otherwise, why are you asking? Um, like yes. Because <laughs> otherwise, why are you asking? Why are you asking? Because it's like if you're gonna ask and you're not gonna do, then the, 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 you you wasting everybody's time here. Okay, don't waste nobody's time. You know? not even your own. Don't waste it. You know, if you're not prepared to, like I saw something that you had wrote the other day. You said, you know, it's crazy when when you, there's some stuff that you don't even bat an eyelash at now. And ask you to do. You're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Oh, all right. Listen, uh, that's it. That, so do you have your Lakers and Warriors, right? No, I'm actually, well, now that we talk about it, I'm getting my Lakers and my Warriors on October 2nd. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Catch out. Catch out the bag there. But, yeah. See, I'm all of you. My bad. My bad. So, by the time this episode ends, I will have my Lakers and my Warriors. God willing. So. Yes. So there are things like because I don't think people know what to expect, right? Because they don't tell you know they don't tell us shit, right? Mm-mm. You don't you don't know shit. Nothing. Like you know, nothing. this. And um, you know, I had all of these. Oh, I, don't, I ain't gonna be me when I would hear people talk about it, and then it happened. It was just like I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'ma just eat my food. I'ma whatever y'all gonna do, I'ma eat it. Whatever y'all gonna do, I'ma let you. Like, okay. That's like that's the shit you can't prepare for. I, I mean, even like my daughter has to make ultra. She's uh, she has to chrono shoon. I'm so excited for her. Um, she's so beautiful. Yeah, her daughter is so gorgeous, y'all. Is like, thank you. Yami is she is the most beautiful. Like little ball of sunshine, like she's like a little ocean seat. Like, no, she's like so why is she so like, sunny? She's like, oh, she's a, she's a, she's everything. God bless her. Thank you. Um, so you know, am I gonna tell her what's gonna happen? No, but there are certain things that I am just because you know I crowned as an adult. She's eighteen. That I. You know, and you know, I know some people think eighteen is grown. I yeah, don't. Eighteen I'm is not grown. Yes, my, my baby. Um, so there are certain things that I'm going to share with her just so she can be prepared. And I'm gonna be there when she crowns. Of course, I can't have I don't have I won't have a role in her crowning in terms of putting a chair on her head, but um I'm gonna be under the throne with her. Um, but I say this to say certain things. They can never prepare you for. Even when they, 
even if somebody would have told me, I'd have been like, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> what? I got to what? Okay. 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 Yeah. So, but it's beautiful. Once you go through it, it's beautiful. And it's, and it, the one crazy thing about all of this is once you knock on that door, you belong to a community. Wherever you fucking go, you belong. Like, I go to Brazil, I go to Nigeria, I go to Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, I go to New York, I go to Cali, I belong. I belong, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, listen, and that's, when you think about all of the people that preserve something for you to partake in, you know, and be, think about how many, like, like you said, even in your own family, the how many hundreds of years of 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 old child you have just in your family alone, you know, and you compound that across the world of how many people you're connected to based on your Rama and like who your your elders are and where they came from and like how you can literally trace all the way back to even the boat that some of these people came over on. That's how how detailed and how to the point we are when you when you got to call when you have to make moju buy you have to call down all of these people's names those are people like those are real and, people and know? the other fascinating part of that when you mojuba right one day you're gonna be whatever rama you're in you're gonna be one of the elders that mm-hmm. they call on i just got chills Woo. one day somebody's gonna they're gonna mow you by my name, my ultra name. As a priestess of Yemaya, that's forever with me. I'm about to cry. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So that's another reason why you want to be a good person in the religion because when you don't want nobody fucking with Nemo, you with your name rolling their eyes like this motherfucker. <laughs> this shady motherfucker. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. We don't want that. You want to have, you want all of the ideas. You want all yes, of the I want all the fucking loose and progress. Uh, yes, yes, you want all the get. All the light, all the, everything. Because you don't want people like, oh, God. This know? fucking shady asshole. I mean, and, and I mean, we we laughing about it now, but let's, you know, this is that's not real. Real. This is not a new phenomenon, right? Like, that's why, you know, when you even... Like reading some of the old you realize like people been on a bullshit for a long time. <laughs> Honey, no. and the, and the old you pool will tell your business. They tell the world you a shady bitch. Like, like this old dude specifically speaks to somebody who's gossiping, backstabbing, and sleeping with people's husbands. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, excuse me, like a trash ass bitch. This is what this old dude say. And that, but that's just like well. He find those people. He find those human behavior. People don't change all that much. Like, build societies and cities, and we can have all the technological advances. All that's cute and everything, but people is gonna be people. And yes, but it. But the beautiful thing is, it also tells you how not to be that fucked up person. Yeah, you yeah. got a choice in being fucked up. And also, you can't walk around thinking you're Arisha because you cry. Listen, like, a- yo, sit your goofy ass down somewhere. You're not Arisha. You can't. They, they did. They did the fuckery so you could learn from it. You can't go do fuckery like, oh, I'm a child of such and such, so I'm gonna just 
I'm gonna just be a hoe. No, uh, no, no. That ain't how that work. You, there's a price for being a hoe, honey. And I know that that is a sensitive topic for a lot of people, but this is, and I, hey, listen, I, I will stand on this hill. This age of, I'm gonna conflate my spirituality with my sexuality, and like, I don't know why you need to do that. Uh, you we don't need to do that. Okay. I gotta get tired of those shoes because I like because I because I'm a hoe or because I like sexy shit. Like, dude, my daughter's a child of Oshun. Do you know how hard children of Oshun have it? Like, Oshun is a Arisha that don't fuck around. She like I don't want to say Eon's petty because that's my that's my mama too. Like, I'm a child of two waters, but that's not the Arisha that you want to fuck with. Don't ask her for shit. I got Oshun in my house. I don't ask her for nothing. I'll leave her the fuck alone. Like, like, you, like, you, like, you like you up, I'll leave her the fuck alone. Like, you've done enough for me. Please, I don't need anything. I'm Thank good. you. I just wanted to give you something. Here, E, I love you. I buy her brass bracelets. I buy a beautiful... My Oshun is beautiful. But do I go opening her up like, Ia, it's so cool that if he out the law, I want to know, can I? I don't bother her. I'm, I really don't bother my reaches, period. But especially her, I ain't asking her for nothing. Because she already came to collect on one of the things I asked when I was stupid some 30 years ago. Well, and that's the thing. Like, our timeline is so... We are so human. I don't think that this is an endless situation, you know. What we consider to be a long time is just a blip, you know. It's like it's a blip, and when they ready to they, when they come back, like hey, remember that thing you asked me for? You can't. Oh damn, I forgot about that. Oh well, I didn't. So <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, while we talking about it, if whoever's listening, and I know you know everybody thinks Oshun is all sweet, and you know she loves you, and she's got to love and all this shit, right? I want y'all to look up the story of La Cosita. L-A, new word, Cosita. C-O-S-I-T-A. And Oshun. Don't fuck with that lady. Just read that story alone. And you'll see I will, put, I, will be, I will be putting the information in the blog post where y'all can find out the uh, pataki <laughs> of La Cosita. Yes, and La Cosita came to bite me in the ass. That's why I'm telling everybody go read it. Okay, okay. Uh, now I'm excited to read it because I'm like, what is going on? Um, but the Pataki is a great. So, huh? oh, guys, the Patakis are so like that to me is where, like you said, like you you learn how they they fuck up, and it's like you don't want to do the same thing that they did. Like you don't have to do it like that. That's why they. That's why we have these stories. Yes, take, you know, so that way people understand. Like, yes. This this is a pattern of behavior that has already been documented. Like that's also the other part. Like you ain't doing nothing new or original. Like somebody already did this, and this is how it worked out for them. So if you you know want something different, it would be it would behoove you to move different. You know, it would behoove you. To it would behoove you to move different. So you ain't got to do it like that. And you know, it, it also shows the consequences of what happens when people continue on a path that's not really for their highest good. And um. And then it just, it, those are, those are great, you know, just to me as an Aleo, like those were the things that I gravitated towards first, you know, cause I'm a writer and I love to read. And I was just like, well, what is something like, I don't want to call it folklore, but like 
in that perspective but it is you know you you get to see what was you know you're looking at so many different aspects of your society through those pataki you're seeing yeah. what was the cultural norms or what the religious norms whether you know how were women being regarded and treated how were families expected to behave is code of conduct moral standard i mean it's everything in a in, in something so simple as a story right mm-hmm. it's like that's powerful you know and for us there was no books right that like people people were not writing these books this this i'm gonna write everything down is new all of this yes it is yes it is all this i'm gonna write it down is very new you absolutely right you know so do you sometimes feel um uh as a writer and as a as an olorisa like do you sometimes feel that you know, you have a responsibility to uphold when it comes to writing about certain things or discussing certain things with the Orisha and with these traditions, especially as a writer? Um, I do. I do. I feel it's important. Like, integrity is one of the biggest things I talk about. Like, I cuss. I can be ratchet. I'm, I'm with the shits. But I have integrity. And certain, it's just certain things. I don't give a fuck what the price is. I'm not doing it. It ain't, it, what you offering ain't worth me pissing off my reaches. It is not worth it to me. So I believe in writing sometimes we become a little disingenuous because we, we try, a lot of people try to present themselves as all knowing. And I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know shit. What I do know, I share. And what I don't know, I ask. Um, and it's okay not to know. That's the thing I think people miss. And when they're trying to present as all-knowing, it's okay not to know. We got a whole lifetime to learn. Even the oldest Olorisa learns something new every day. With their vast wealth of knowledge, they learn something new every day. And that's what is going to keep the religion moving is that we all have to be active participants and learn something new every day because we're not all going to learn the same things. We don't all need to know the same things, but the community, you know, the collective at large, we need that information. Everybody has their role to play, you know? Yeah. It's important that we all continue to just learn as much as we can because... I talk about hierarchy in this faith a lot. Like your old dudes in your Ocha and your when you go to Ita, your old dudes tell you your place in the religion. Wow. Okay. Um, and I'm sharing a lot right now. Um I appreciate it. <laughs> I am. I'm sharing a lot. I'm I'm sharing things that aren't normally discussed. But like this isn't a ceremony, so I'm not giving away a secret, but I, I do believe that we should be transparent about that. Everybody's place in this religion is very different. And your Odu determines what your place is. And I think that's something that we should acknowledge. Because it seems like, you know, everybody thinks, you know, having Ocha comes with this power. And depending on what your Odu's are, your power has limits. My power has limits. I can't go popping off to people. She's like, I can't carry a ratchet no more. Yeah. terrible. Yeah, I can't talk to people no more. 20 years ago, I popped off on everybody. See, well. So, I mean, and also, like, my power has limits. I deal in, I deal with mental illness. 
And literally, when I went to Ocha, that shit dropped on the mat. Wow. Who would have knew? I don't suffer from anxiety. I'm pretty even killed, but I suffer from depression and it all was brought about from the death of my father. And then I have these moments where I disconnect from people. Like now my mom is like, okay, you having one of your moments, just call me when you're done. But it was a it was a time when I would I would just go radio silent. People would be calling and texting like, damn, she dead, you all right? And I wouldn't, res- I'll read the shit and wouldn't respond. I don't want to talk. That's how I get through what I need to get through. I'm in therapy too, but um, that's how I, that's how I cope. Uh, I need to be around people and at the same time, I don't. Like when I had enough of you motherfuckers, I dead you. It's not personal. This is just how I get through things. So, as you're a medium as well, right? Yes, 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 yes. Since okay, I was so I, I, I'm, I, okay. As a medium who also suffers from depression, who's who's hospitalized, who went through the whole shebang, I honestly feel that our me like our mediumship is definitely a gateway. It's like a little, little flapping door to like depression or like anxiety or anything that unsettles the mind because we are constantly filtering so many different things it's like when you have your own things you, you with all of that other stuff and your shit too you be like okay you know what i can only deal with me right now i can't deal with all of y'all and i don't want to answer the phone because i go through those moments myself but like, i have to actively say to people like listen I, i'm not really in the mood right now I'm, I, i'll call you when i'm feeling better and some people understand it you know my parents with all my parents are so different from me um they, they are the, girl, you gonna be all right. And I'm like, I'm actually not all right. I'm really, really fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not anything that I could really explain. Um, but I also feel that in terms of um, like mental health and like mediumship, I, I'm grateful for the fact that I know I like, I'm not as developed as a medium as I want to be yet, right? Like I'm still mm-hmm. developing. But, if, but in my development, it has really helped me with my depression because there was times, like I, it took me a long time to understand like that intricate balance between like my muerto and my and my feelings. Understanding like sometimes even when I fall into that black hole, you know, they trying to pull me out. They need things to do that, right? Like my table yeah. got to be right so that way they can have the light to, you know, help me back to where I'm supposed to be. If the, if the table's dark and I'm dark, I'm scared, honestly, because I'm like, oh, this shit is going to go left because I'm not, I'm literally, it's literally like walking in a dark room with nothing, you know, and it's a very, that feeling, I haven't, I've noticed though in the past couple of years, I haven't felt that heavy, heavy, heaviness that I used to feel, you know, I still have my moments, but it's definitely not as intense as it used to be, it used to be very, very intense, you know, but I also feel that because we are people that have a capacity to perceive more, we also on the flip side, you can feel more too, you know? Yeah. So our sensory, you know, our, our senses, our perception of sense and, and different, you know, energies and things like that, it's it's a two-way door, you know? It, it flows both ways. So the same way how you can feel the influx of other people's business, which is very unsettling sometimes. I think we can yes. talk about that a little bit. But like to, to round <laughs> things off, to talk about this finitismo in that way of like, when you when you feeling these things and then you got to talk with people and then that they, that people's popping up you're like okay you know what i don't even know you like that but this 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 and this 
And they're like, what? how did you know that? And you're like, girl, I don't really want to go into it. I do. You know, I kick people out of my house every day. Like, do you? Get the fuck out. Uh, why the fuck are you here? Get out. <laughs> you ain't my people. You got to go. <sighs> so... Dude, okay, so as an aspiratista, did you did you come up going to like going to Mises and like participating in those types of things? I did not. Oh, okay. I okay. didn't. So, like for me, um, oh god, this was like from when I was little, 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 little kid. Um, I would uh, dimension hop, and then I would um see things so I would see things they would show me things like in real time it looked like a video reel so I see something happening and then for a long time I, I wouldn't say anything and then it would happen and I'd be like oh shit and then it just got to the point where I couldn't hold it anymore and I really didn't give a fuck if you didn't believe what I said I just had to get it out because it was just causing me so much stress and um I'll never forget when I lived in Connecticut, it was when the first Insidious came out, right? My mom, I was actually on a date. <laughs> um, my mom calls me. She's like, oh, what you doing? I was like, I'm out. She was like, okay, uh, what's your plan for the night? I was like, oh, I'm going to the movie. She was like, when you go see Insidious. She said, I want you to go see Insidious. And then I want you to call me when it's over. And I was like, because I saw the previews. I was like, that should look scary. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that on a first date. But so we go and we see Insidious. And have you seen the movie? No, I'm I'm scared of scary movies. <laughs> okay, so Insidious is a movie where a, a boy has a gift to when he goes to sleep, he goes from di- he goes from dimension to dimension. Okay. And in the movie, he gets stuck in this outer dimension, and he brings back all of these evil or dead spirits malignant spirits and so I see the movie and I'm like this is my fucking childhood in this movie. oh gosh so I call my mom and I'm quiet as fuck I'm shook like a motherfucker and I was like hey ma I saw it and she was in tears and she was like I'm sorry oh because in the movie, the parents don't really know how to help the son. So they 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 hire the psychic who goes in to get him. And um, my mom was like, when you were little, I it wasn't that I didn't believe you. I didn't know how to help you. I was scared of the dark for a really long time because of it. 